Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Christine Heath, coming to you from pretty warm Hawaii today, and I am here with my, of course, bestest friend and uh, uh change maker in in cohort uh <laughs> judy sedgman and i'm coming to you from fall in pittsburgh pennsylvania where the leaves are at last changing and it's cool and uh breezy and winter's coming you can feel it breathing down our necks but i'm glad to be with christine because even if it weren't warm in hawaii it's always a warm feeling to spend time with my dear friend christine so Really, we, that's the fun thing. Thank you all for listening to our podcast because we have to keep doing them. And yeah. as a result of that, we get to hang out with each other way more yeah. than we used to. So it's yeah. been really a blessing to us just to, to do these. And we hope that you understand that even though we're two old broads, we're having a good time. And we hope that we can share some of our, and as the Hawaiians call them, mana'o, our wisdom with you. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we've gotten some questions about, well, first of all, I want to just let everybody know that we are doing a training for coaches, therapists, and actually the beginning part of it, anybody could attend really, uh, the first day and a half will be just kind of based on how to look at things differently than the way we've been kind of, um, trained with traditional mm -hmm. psychology and it's going to be December 2nd through the 4th. So if you're interested in, especially where it's going to be Hawaii time. So I apologize to the Europeans because it'll be a little hard to be um, there for all of it, but we will tape it. But if you're, especially if you're in New Zealand or Australia, it should make it a little easier for you to attend um, because we will be doing it um, Hawaii time and uh, our daylight savings time will be different, so it'll be a little earlier um, for Judy. So usually when she does these with me, she stays up till like midnight to do the evening <laughs> one. Yeah. It'll be a little bit earlier for her. So we're looking That's forward correct. to doing that, and we're also hoping that we will actually get the CEUs to do it. Um, part of the problem we're running late on doing this is because the uh, state here has been a little bit um, uh, slow in uh, getting us the approval we need for the continuing education units. And so if you're interested, please join us and we'd love to have you. And with that, we'd, I, what I wanted to, what we wanted to talk about today was we've gotten several um, uh, emails from people wanting to know kind of how to do it, how yeah. to get deeper, how to see things, how to apply this in their work, how to, how to, how to, how to, how do I do this? And so I know we talked about the wisdom versus the intellect about two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. 
But we just thought we'd um, kind of tackle this a little bit because both in traditional psychology, the push is really to figure out what's wrong with you. And now, oh gosh, everybody's into trauma, 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 and trauma in, in, in trauma focused therapy, trauma focused treatment, trauma focused blah blah blah, and looking at people and trying to figure out how to be healthy, mentally healthy, when you're looking at it backwards, looks like you got to clean up the mess because you're kind of looking down the wrong direction. And it's like Joe Bailey once said, it's like trying to drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. So you're kind Mm -hmm. of looking at the wreckage behind you and wondering why you continually get into car wrecks because you're not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> looking the direction you need to go. So we have like people in our um, apprentice program at Three Principles Global Community, which if you're not a member of that, you ought to check it out. It's a best deal in town. And um, people are trying to figure out basically how to do this before they're, they see it for themselves. Right. And that's what the intellect does is that, you get a little glimpse that, hey, there's something here that's different. There's something here I don't see. What are they saying? And instead of just continuing to listen and trust that whatever you need to see will come to you, <laughs> what happens is their little mind gets busy and they start trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So when, if you're doing that, whatever you're seeing is not deep enough. Go deeper. And that's kind of what we'd like to talk about today is really the addiction we have to figuring out what's wrong so that we can be happy and figuring out what to do when we don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's the real uh, trap. So, you know, I, 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 was, I was telling Chris earlier that I thought this was really funny. And I have a client who... Uh, had recently contacted a traditional therapist uh, for help and, and, but knew, knew me pretty well. So knew pretty, had heard me talking about what we do and what we talk about and so on. And um, so got on a zoom call with his therapist and the therapist looked deeply into the zoom wilderness and said, well, now shall we just start digging down into your trauma? (laughs) And my client said, no, we shall not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and the therapist was totally nonplussed. And the client was telling me, you know, after that, the therapist didn't know what to say. He was like, well, that's, we have to do that. And, you know, and my, my client was saying, no, no, we don't. I, I'm not going to do that because that really bums me out. <laughs> I don't want to. And, so the therapist, the therapist then said, well, you know, you can't leave a mess behind you. You have to fix it. You have to clear it out. You have to. And so um, I think, and I think the other thing my client said was something like, you know, well, it used to be when my room got messy, I just closed the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can leave a mess behind you. So he just was very resistant to any kind of, uh, effort to go back into the traumas and decided not to make any further appointments. But, 
you know, it's really funny because I thought that's just somebody that it kind of like doesn't know what we do exactly, but knows that what we don't do. <laughs> kind of has gotten a glimpse into how that might not work out. And I, and I think that common sense tells you that people who spend a lot of time rooting around in the things that are troubling to them continue to be troubled. And that since you can't fix the past, it becomes increasingly uh, frustrating because what are you solving? It's not like you can go, but you don't get a redo, you know, you get a go forward in life. And so uh, I think that we need to, it's just one of those things that, you know, sometimes things work their way into a profession in any profession, you know, certain ways of doing things sort of become the standard and then nobody asks does this really make sense? I'm still doing this. I mean, I used to see that in business all the time. And, uh, and in the work that we do, how you do it is going to be unique to you. I had a mentee that I was working with one time. It was somebody from our apprentice program. And, and, uh, and this person said, well, you know, when I'm sitting there with a client, I keep asking myself, what would Judy do? And I said, well, what do you think Judy would do? And she said, I think Judy would tell me to shut up and listen for my own wisdom, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and so, you know, the thing is that you have to follow that, you know, intuitive wisdom that comes to you and realize that if you don't know something, it doesn't mean you'll never know it. You know, if you, if you haven't seen it deep enough yet, it doesn't mean you'll never see it deep enough. If, and just staying quiet and looking and trusting that we all have access to the same pool of wisdom. Wisdom is universal. And if you need an answer, that's where it is. If you don't know the answer, the only place it can possibly be is the unknown. And the only portal to the unknown is quietude, leaving space in your mind for something new to pop in. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like my, I've got three great interns and um, I just love interns. I learned so much, especially for this podcast about what's happening in the world and, and what they're doing. And of course they come in, they don't know the principles. They're not coming here. Well, one of them heard about it after she interviewed me, but nobody else is actually like, learn the principles and said, oh, can I be your graduate student? Most of them are graduate students looking for a site, not looking to learn the principles. So, you know, when they come, I have to let them know, like, okay, we do things really differently here and this is what we do. And they, they listen to me and they're like, oh yeah, I like that. That feels good. And then they come and they start listening, but they're also trying to learn how to be a therapist at the same time, right? So, they get caught up thinking about it too much. They get caught up trying to kind of analyze themselves. And at the same time, they're learning the principles. So they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now what do I do? You know, and so one of them told me the other day, she said, you know, I just don't, I just haven't had that shift that I hear you talk about at clients where, you know, I just find that feeling. And, and I said, well, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, I just, I, I can tell I just haven't had that shift. And, and I was like, well, what do you think it should be like? And she said, well, I don't know, but I can tell that it's not there. I said, great. Then just keep listening. 
You know, there's <laughs> nothing to do, but she was trying to figure out what was wrong with her, right? Yeah, Why it wasn't working for her, what she needed to change to get it, what she should do differently, and just trying to figure it out, figure it out. And of course, the more she tried to figure it out, the more she realized she didn't know it and the more insecure she got. So, you know, I mean that, and I'm using her as an example because everybody does that to X degree. We just kind of love to analyze herself. And so we get into thinking that somehow we have control over this. And that's still looking at life backwards because all you have to do is see that you are what you're looking for. That beautiful feeling and the wisdom to teach other people to live with it is built into you before thought. So if you start thinking to try to figure it out, you'll get caught up in the content of your thinking or in your training or whatever TV show you watched or whatever books you read, and that'll you'll try to fit that in. So frequently when we do a talk, right, people will come up to us and say, oh, that's just like... Cognitive therapy. Oh, that's just like mindfulness. Oh, that's just like Adlerian therapy. One time somebody said, Oh, that's like Jung. And it's not right. But when people are listening with their intellect, what they hear is what they know. Right. When you listen from a deeper place, in a sense, from your heart, you start to awaken to what you are. And then you see how it works. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to put it, Chris. And I think, you know, it's interesting because we we had an uh, inquiry from somebody online not long ago that was asking how to figure out when, when she was getting wisdom. <laughs> and, you know, I... And, a, you know, a kind of crass response to this, but a simple statement is, you know, if you're trying to figure it out, you're not getting it. <laughs> so, you know, but that's, you know, that isn't, that isn't a helpful answer. But it's true. If, if you're in, in rolling around in the intellect, you have to think of the intellect as though it was your library, your personal library, and you've been carefully storing all the knowledge that you've acquired across the, your lifetime cataloging it and putting in this library so that you can easily get to it. But the only thing it has is what you've put there. It had, nobody else gets to put anything in your library unless you think it and, and put it in yourself. And, and it doesn't have anything that's not that you haven't thought of yet. So everything that you could possibly think of is in your library. And if you are confronted with a new problem or a new situation or a unique question or somebody fresh and new with a problem you've never seen before, the answer is not in your library. That's not where it is because you've never thought about it before. So what do you do? Well, you have to ask yourself, well, where did all those other thoughts come from? When you were born, you didn't have any thoughts. So you've been having original thoughts your whole life, but then when they're no longer original, when they're put into a slot in the library and they were perfect for a particular situation when you thought of them and now they're just memories and old information they're not necessarily right for that particular moment and uh, it it reminds me of a funny story we were we had a conference years ago and and uh, when Roger Mills was still alive and 
he had invited Charles Spielberger, who was the at that time the president of the American Psychological Association, uh, to, to to join us for a drink after a, a presentation. And I, somebody, I think George Pransky had just done a presentation on original thought, and I'm sitting next to Charles Spielberger at the cocktail table, and he says to me. Ah, this original thought doesn't make sense to me. You know, everything that should be known is known. And, you know, we have to get our students to just keep, you know, learning it. (laughs) He said, yeah, I don't don't get original thought. And I said, boy, I bet you'd like to meet the sucker that had that first thought. (laughs) 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 I'll never forget the look he gave me. (laughs) That was rude. (laughs) But the thing is, it's impossible to say that everything that can be thought has been thought or we wouldn't have new ideas popping up all the time. But we don't give ourselves enough uh, leeway to experience them to really start to get that feeling for it because it does come through a feeling. Wisdom comes with a feeling. It comes with a, I, I used to say when I was in business, that it kind of came with a settled feeling for me. Like I can stop worrying about this now. I see what I see what I'm going to do. You know, I can get it off my mind because I, I got an answer. And sometimes the answers are small and silly, but if it's going to work, Hey, you know, you know it deep in your heart, you go, yeah, that'll work. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And if you're still searching, then it isn't wisdom. You're still in your intellect, rooting around in that old information, trying to piece a couple of things together to make something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. Albert, everybody like passes around Albert Einstein's um, quote that's frequently changed from person to person. I might add, but it basically was something that the problems of the world will never be solved at the same level that they're created, okay. and and you know. The thing is, is that that's the deal. Your memories were programmed in and your ideas come from a level of consciousness that you've been at. So when you're trying to get out of that level of consciousness to live in a better state of mind and you're hanging on to it for dear life, trying to figure it out, you, you're not going to move out of that. You just get more in your head about it. Like there's a, there's a, there's a person who uh, blesses, bless their heart, um, who uh, uh, frequently comes to talks that Judy and I are a part of and asks the same question every time. Isn't it true that the intellect is a good thing? Well, obviously the intellect is a good thing. We wouldn't be able to have any kind of uh, uh, sense of uh, uh, life because you got to remember like who you are and where you live and, how to, that one plus one equals two, you know, there's all how to put your clothes on, how to swallow. I mean, you know, the intellect is obviously a good thing, but when your ego is attached to your intellect, watch out brother, because that is when you're going to get in trouble because you're so reliant on having the right answer. And it's so funny because you can feel that at one level, he knows the truth. He knows what is missing. And um, that's, that it's just, it'll be fun to watch him as he kind of awakens to that. Because that's just what we do is we get our ego so attached to our thinking. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's the great nurturer. It seems like it's the 
the answer to our prayers. It seems like it's the, the great giver of good thoughts and good feelings. And it's not has no intelligence to it. Right. It only has information as Judy said, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, that that's, but that's why we do it. We, 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 we've attached, like we look at the intellect, like it's our lifesaver because it does, we do need it. I mean, we do need to remember how to swallow. We do need to remember where we live. We, We have to have it to live, but not to be happy. Right. Yeah, the intellect and happiness have nothing to do with each other. Well, I mean, I I suppose you might have a moment of happiness that you remembered somebody's address when you were trying to find their house, but, you know, it's not the same as the the pure happiness that that comes with just living in the moment and being open constantly to the flow of ideas that kind of guide you through life. And it's, it's like people who are indecisive is an example of this. Indecision is a journey through the intellect, searching and searching and searching. You know, and then people who make up their minds are people that don't search, but get present and allow their minds to quiet and something occurs to them. And they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'll do that. And they don't second guess themselves because it feels right. Wisdom always comes with a good feeling of some sort and everybody's good feeling is different and it can depend on the circumstance. But every, in every case, people are always asking, well, how do I know if it's wisdom or not? Well, you know, it's wisdom when, when you get the thought, it feels right. And you feel relief like, okay, that's off my mind. (laughs) I see now. Right. And, and it's that simple. And it's really a beautiful way to live. I have to say that, you know, I mean, I can really feel it myself when I get, and, and God knows I still do get tangled up in my intellect, but I can, it, 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 it comes with a bad feeling. It's like frustration and worry and anxiety, and I'm not getting the answer and what's wrong here. And then fortunately, I recognize those feelings as uh, warning signs that and you better take a nap or <laughs> close your eyes for a minute or look out the window and kind of let your mind settle down. Mm-hmm. But in my past, before I knew anything about the principles, I would look at that as a sign that I was working on the problem and I had to work harder, harder, faster, faster. Mm-hmm. And it would take me weeks sometimes to make a decision that I could have made in five minutes if I just quieted down. And generally speaking, I made poor decisions. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like some people haven't seen that they have wisdom. They haven't seen that they're a part of an alive energy that has an intelligence that's greater than themselves. Right. And until you see that with a capital S, as Sidney Banks would say, mm-hmm. it's hard to to trust it. Like I have a really good friend and she's, um, she's got a uh, cancer and they're saying that they would like her to get um, a colostomy bag. And she was like, no way. She's totally freaked out about it. So I, I'm talking to her and I said, well, what's the alternative to that? She goes, well, death, I guess. I said, well, <laughs> let's see. Colostomy bag, death. Colostomy bag, death. And, and I, said, I said, the thing is, is that you're just freaking yourself out now because you think 
that it's going to be awful. But people have these and they live fine lives. And your happiness isn't connected to that. Your well-being's not connected to that. So it's simple. All you have to learn to do is to deal with your thoughts. Right. And, and then you, you'll you be okay. She goes, I guess I just don't believe that. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, and unfortunately she's not my client, so I can't like, don't have permission to teach her. But I'm thinking that, you know, that's kind of where the world is, is like if you don't see that connection to mind, to the source of really the, the best answers in, that, that exist, that you get really attached to your thinking and the more insecure you get, the more insecure your thinking gets, which makes you think that you should be using it, hanging on to it even more. So it spirals. Right. So I guess our word is appreciate your intellect and be glad for the memories that you've stored. And you know that you always have the free will to decide which ones you want to spend time with. You know, if you have some bad memories, you don't have to hang out with them, but you know, they're there if you ever need them. <laughs> and, and it's that simple, you know, it's just like using your, using your intellect like a library, but living your life from the source of wisdom in the moment as a free person, just being guided rather than trying to figure it out. Yeah. That's a great way to end. Yeah. So. So everyone, thank you for joining us this week. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Absolutely. By the way, this is our hundredth and hundred and one uh, episode. Yeah, we that milestone. Wow. Yeah. We still have ideas, and God knows what we're going to have come to us next. <laughs> we're not done yet. No, absolutely. Aloha, everyone. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.